0: Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan, your show host and business development manager at Engage. Today's topic, how to turbocharge your business with a global ranking show, the power of podcasting. And be sure to stick around. At the end of the show, we will be sharing our Engage digital marketing news of the week You don't want to miss it. Now, before we get started, I want to share that all of this valuable information is brought to you by Engage. Engage is the world's only free forever suite of premium conversational marketing sales and support tools, including live chat, bots, CRM, automation, help desk, and more. If you are missing a tool or two in your stack, or perhaps you need a whole suite of tools, Engage has you covered. With Engage, you get the latest technology and it is free forever with no locks, no upgrades, and no limits. So make sure at the end of our show, you check out engage.com. Now, let's get started. Today, our guest is Dawn McGrewer. And our topic is how to turbocharge your business with a global ranking show, The Power of Podcasting. If you don't know Dawn, you need to. Dawn is a multi-award winning speaker. She is a strategist and the best-selling author of Dynamic Digital Marketing. She helps entrepreneurs shine online and is doing so herself as she ranks in the top 1% on LinkedIn in digital marketing. She is the host of the top 5% global ranking podcast, Dawn of a New Era, a business podcast which explores all aspects of marketing, motivation, and mindset. She helps entrepreneurs shine online, and she's doing it herself. Her mantra of dream big, work hard, and make it happen describes the 20 year success. I mean, isn't this an incredible intro? The 20 year success that Dawn is having as the founder of the Business Consort and Digital Marketing Academy, which has which has coached 29,000 professionals. Today, Dawn is going to provide actionable insights on how you can get a global ranking podcast and what that can do for your business or your brand. Join our conversation today. If you have comments or questions, please drop them in the comment section and we will bubble those right up to Dawn and get them answered during our live show. Dawn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for making time to share your insights with us.
1: Wow! What an intro! Fantastic! Thank you so much. I, I think you've covered everything. I mean, yeah, I mean, twenty years when I think about it has has flown by. And um, I think one of the the things that is so pertinent now is you know you think about how much technology has changed and and marketing has changed more in the last five than in the past fifty. You know, and and this ever evolving world is just so super exciting. And podcasting is one of the best new additions to the market.
0: Well, speaking of how things have changed in the last, you know, 5 years, tell us how you originally got into consulting and coaching and how the podcast developed in your in your line of business.
1: Sure. Well, um, I started my business at 21. I don't know whether that was through naivety or a little bit of arrogance or a combination of the two, but um, I'm 42 now. And um, I basically just felt that I, I had this burning desire to get involved in the business world. And as soon as I kind of got my first job and I I saw the online uh, opportunities, you know, you think back then, it was brand new. Google had just, you know, started, the internet had began, and so had my career. And my first agency started then, and it's still thriving. Um, In 2005, I started the Academy One of the most important things and the reasons behind that was that digital marketing was so new and people were, you know, teaching social media, digital marketing, online marketing practices with their own thoughts and theory. And I just felt that we needed to bring best practice, you know, proven strategies to the market. So we are Chartered Institute of Marketing accredited. And yes, indeed, we have reached and welcomed 29,000 students. So. Fast forward to 2020, I started Dawn of a New Era Era podcast and um, literally I'd sat on this. Um, I procrastinated for about three years because in 2019, in the December, I launched my second book dynamic marketing and obviously as the pandemic started um it slowed down my life it slowed down my travel and I just thought you know what I featured on a few podcasts but starting my own was definitely something that I wanted to get involved in um so in terms of you know my my business world I am a, i suppose I call myself a business success a strategist and mentor and my Two brands: our business consult, digital and social media academy, and DoorMagura.com. And um, through um, obviously developing my career in online marketing, you know, I, I feel that I practice what I preach. So, having online presence, having digital influence—not um, just for my myself, but obviously for my clients—has enabled me to reach, um, you know, millions and millions of people. We've we've hit five million subscribers, and um, I, I work with clients through retreats, mentoring programs, and also mastermind.
0: Well, 5 million followers, that's pretty impressive as subscribers and over 29,000 clients that you have helped and coached and really probably changed the way their brand and their business was, was growing. What would you say were, were or is the most common problem that your clients are looking to help you solve?
1: Yeah I think with the online space it's having sort of the uh, uh, online authority and presence is key and where I kind of come in, I focus on moving businesses forward, and I'm looking at, um, you know, maximizing their growth, profitability, and success, and utilizing online marketing and all the different channels, because I think with the pace of digital marketing, it's so fast, and often people don't know where to start, what the priorities should be, and what's going to ultimately get them the best results in the shortest period of time, and and generate the, the, the best profit and income. So... I focus on the three core pillars. So this is kind of where my my podcast comes into. I I feel there's three core elements for success in business. And it's not just marketing. You need to have mindset and the motivation. And and when you bring those three powerful entities together, it builds a foundation for success. And um, it's something that I feel really passionate about as an entrepreneur because we constantly have to try and feel um, in, in in the best performance, uh, and you know it's about taking positive thoughts and turning them into action, and that, and that's what business is about. Um, we, in essence, are kind of looking at how we can grow somebody as well as their business. And and this is the bit that people forget. So when we talk about the problems, it's generally knowing how to show up, how to present that brand or business, and and often humanizing it and being authentic. Um, Businesses and brands, regardless of, you know, who they are or what size, it's all about having the right messaging and and being consistent and frequent and I think the thing is is in the world of digital marketing there there seems so much to do and it's about filtering down what those big dreams and goals and and ambitions are and breaking them down into actions that you know really feel truly achievable you know and, and also making sure that we have aspirations and goals that we deserve, you know, it's about your self worth investing in you and your business because, you know, businesses aren't unique, but the people who own them are.
0: Interesting. Okay. So when we talk about mindset, motivation, the problem that people come to you with, which is, you know, how to show up, do you find that that's, um, does that vary from industry to industry or business to business? Or does that, you know, style of coaching that you're doing really, you know, work for anybody, any business, any industry.
1: I mean, we break it down into different elements because different ages and different stages, right? So, you know, there'll be people who are starting out in their career or journey or entrepreneurial stages or there'll be established brands generally they're the same but it's where the focus is put is different so you know we think about authority we think about um self-actualization of not just the the, the person and people and the teams within it so you know there could be a solopreneur or a, a multi-million uh, you know global business it, it's all the same things that we need to focus on just in different quantities so looking at how people present themselves online what channels they're going to utilize but ultimately it's about reaching and attracting the right audience and utilizing um, things like social media to build these deeper relationships to really maximize and capitalize on the power of the web. And I think the thing is, is it's knowing what the right tools are, you know, knowing what the the trends and insights what's changing, you know, but what's happening right now and and what strategies are working because what was working, you know, uh, in 2019, doesn't mean it's still working in 2021. So it's, keeping up with the evolvement and and looking at where the business is and where the business wants to be and, and bridging that gap through developing digital skills but ultimately how to use channels to really connect and I think that's the big message in 2021. How does a brand, how does a business, how does a personal brand connect with their audience and grow that audience so that they're engaging them in an authentic way that ultimately will turn into paying connections or paying clients. So many people will have a huge audience on social media but what does that actually mean unless they're turning those connections into obviously clients, uh, collaborations or partnerships because you know let's look at LinkedIn. Um, I've got about 30,000 direct connections on there but not just about the connections it's about that relationship and the collaborations and partnerships that you can form from them so yeah the the problems are the same but that it's it's where we put the effort and focus into in terms of you know an established brand could be really established offline doesn't necessarily mean to say that they've got the same online presence because there's no monopoly you could start a business today and have huge online presence versus a brand that's been going, you know, 500 years. So that's what I think is so fascinating. It's about the speed and opportunities that the internet has.
0: Well, and speaking of how things are changing, and how you have to adapt your digital marketing strategy to the changes in technology, let's talk about how podcasting can grow your brand or your business, because that's really why we're here today, is to talk about the power of podcasting. What can a podcast do for someone's brand or business, don?
1: I think the thing is, is the perception with a podcast is people really find it quite difficult to think about, how does something that's audio-based turn into you know revenue or income for the business? How can people obviously benefit from it? Well, there's a couple of factors. Podcasts for me are super time efficient to create, super cost effective to create because all you need is a good quality microphone and obviously the the knowledge and the topic that you want to talk about. So it's important to think about obviously the audience you're creating it for and For me, podcasts are just huge in terms of getting that brand awareness. I mean, it's global reach. And with podcasts, there is no fee to get your podcast onto Apple, to Amazon, and wherever. And the amazing thing is, is that you imagine having someone tuned into a podcast, the attention focus is massively different because. People are zoned in. There's no other distractions than generally that are happening, you know, and it's quite different to other mediums because it's portable. People can take the podcast and, you know, walk with it. They can start to see how they can deepen these relationships because, really, in essence, what you're doing is building that connection and that more personal connection through a podcast because it's just you and the listener. And I think that's what I find really exciting about podcasts, because you can build a really loyal audience, a strong audience who's super engaged in your content. And, you know, that there's lots of stats out there that will say that it it does change um, the way that people connect and, and it increases purchase intent, because although it's not branded content where you're proactively selling, 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 you know, it's not about that. It's about educating people perhaps telling people how to do something sharing experiences all the way through every single episode people are buying into that relationship and they're investing in you so how could it not contribute in a positive way for your brand and business um it gets you in front of people in a different way and um, also in a, a different environment as I said it's like your own media platform so you can do speak about what you want you know you can do a solo podcast I started mine and I just did all my own episodes Um, I wanted to test what people wanted I wanted to see whether what I was creating was actually having traction with my audience and the more and more the downloads you know occurred and the more feedback I got and people started to follow me on social media join my group the thing is in a podcast you can have a call to action so, you know, people um, will hear about what you do. So, you're kind of subliminally selling in a, a social way without overtly selling to them. You're positioning yourself through that podcast. People will know that, you know, I, I have an academy, they'll, they'll know what I do and how I help people. But if I'm sharing added value content, that's strengthening my brand and positioning even more. And if you think about um, how people listen to podcasts, the majority of people will listen all the way through, you know, if it's engaging. So when I do list uh things like, you know, three ways to revolutionize your online business or three tips or something like that, these are super important because they're bite sized nuggets that are instantly um, available to implement in someone's business. So people are recognizing success and wins from that podcast. So it's a win win for both sides. And. People love to recommend podcasts. You know, if you listen to one, the first thing that you want to do is tell someone about it. Right. You you know, and that's what I find amazing. I mean, for us with the podcast, it increased our traffic in the first week by almost 30 percent. I mean, that's and that's free. So there's a huge opportunity to be had if you know who your audience is. What content is going to appeal to them and add value? You know, it has to add value to them, and people want to know that you have experienced what they're going through. You know, they have to be able to relate to resonate with you, and that's what builds this deeper connection. And it's changed the way that people perceive me and my brand because people feel that they know the real Dawn more, and I, I think that's really important because a lot of brands, you know, find it difficult, don't they, to to present in a humanistic way. And I think podcasting allows uh, people to do that and to bring other voices to the forefront through, you know, guest interviews and things like that.
0: It's so interesting that you tied the experience of podcasting, right? Into not only connecting with your consumers, your clients, your network, your target demographic, but it's all about creating that customer experience and humanizing the the process. So I think that was a really key point that you just brought up. And that is why we see this trend in digital marketing shifting because people, especially because of the pandemic now, want that humanization. They want to feel like they know the real dawn, you know? So I think that's such an interesting point that you brought up. And I also like the point that you brought up about making sure a podcast or a live stream, just like our live stream right now, Mm shares nuggets of information so that your client your demographic your consumer can have a takeaway from that experience and what they do is equate your podcast to a opportunity to gain valuable information right they're not just entertained they're getting something out of it positive It's
1: positive and a, and a very immersive experience I seen into a podcast so the way that you feel will change the way that you feel to a brand you know so there's the the consumer uh psychology behind it and the way that consumers work is that if they like what you have to say and that you are helping them then why would that not strengthen that whole community i mean what it, it does is podcasts open a whole new level of collaboration right so you know you have a to contact people that maybe you would never contact before and the partnerships and things that come out of those relationships are huge you know you imagine you invite someone onto your show you you're you're showcasing them it's a positive experience for both parties win-win and then you know what can come from that so when people think about the slow burn you could have opportunities like you know in a week in after the first podcast that I had people coming to me and messaging me on LinkedIn saying I've listened to it I never knew this I never knew that you started life as a programmer so I started to share and brand storytell in a way that I never had because if you think about it on a website you've got your about us page how many people read that? This is a way that you can really showcase yourself and bring to the forefront a personality and, and, and information that people never even knew, you know, and, or I even thought people would be interested in.
0: And for you, I just want to chime in here for you or someone like yourself who has great speaking presence, you know, a very engaging persona. Reading something about Dawn on a piece of paper or a profile online is not the same as getting the chance to hear you speak, hear your passion and be able to see you as well and engage with you. So I think this is such a great opportunity um, for us to have somebody like you on our live stream today. And we have some people chiming in. So I do want to share their comments with you, Dawn. Mm -hmm. You know, Gilbert made a really good point. He said, in terms of a podcast, it is important as well for, you know, the podcast creator to have a decent recording space. Nothing is more distracting than listening to echoes or other distracting background noises. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that, Don?"
1: Yeah, I mean, what I have is I have a Rode mic, R-O-D-E, and it's, it's my desk. And one of the things that you can buy, which is super cheap from Amazon or wherever, is um, it's like a sound muffler. And basically what it does is it goes behind your mic And it cancels out all of the background noise. So, you know, I I remember when podcast cut first came out, people were trying to kind of find rooms that, you know, had really good audio dynamics. You don't have to even have that now. You can actually buy equipment and you could start your podcast with as little as 50 pounds, a decent mic, and the sound muffler that goes on the back of it, and you can get amazing audio quality. And you know, we use a tool called Audacity um, to record that's a free tool. So what I love about podcasts is that there's so many um, online elements and online marketing opportunities that require investment and budget. So let's say, you know, you're new or you, you don't have the budget to invest. Podcasts can start with you and good equipment and you can evolve. I mean, your podcast will start one way and you don't have to be a speaker. Because the way that the podcast flows is you, you kind of speak um, through, you know. So it's just you on a microphone. And guess what? When you record it, you can record it a couple of times get get the used to it and I would say I kind of got into flow after about my third episode and um you start to realize you know what the structure is and I think the thing is is if you're giving value and you're saying like you know here's three amazing tips as long as you go through those tips and summarize at the end then it's easy to understand people are engaged and it's super focused
0: You know, this is a great time for me to pop up a question that we just got from Ochochi because this is a great question. It's very specific. So thank you for your question. It says, on naming a podcast channel, would you advise it's named to reflect the niche or topic it seeks to address? For example, I'm looking to start a podcast that deals with relationships. Must it carry a name like Relationship Works or Love Guide? Obviously, mm-hmm. your show, Dawn, is, is called Dawn of a New Era, which is amazing because you've got that play on words. Her name is Dawn. We're talking about the beginning of a new era. So something like that really worked, I think, to your advantage. Very mm-hmm. clever, but also it's very wide in... It's so we have like
1: a subheading. So basically, mine is Dawn of a New Era Chronicles of a Serial Entrepreneur. And the reason that I got those words in there is that I thought it was important to kind of talk about what it was and what it was for. So you'll see that um, when you go onto my podcast, it's kind of got a super long name. And the reason for that is that, yeah, Dawn of a New Era, it's quick, it's easy, people can kind of remember it. So it's good for search. The other thing is, is that Mine also has uh, the information about what it covers, marketing, motivation, and mindset after the title. Mm -hmm. The reason I think that's important is that people either need to know what it is or who it's for, you know, so including a topic or the market, the audience it's for. So it could be like, you know, you had a podcast for entrepreneurs, you know, that can follow on Mm -hmm. from the name. It could be that you have it for, you know, professionals in the filming industry. I think the thing is, is when people are scrolling through, Um, the web, um, and they've searched for something, if the podcast comes up, um, obviously on page one, then, you know, it's going to be super accessible for people. So you've got to think about how people would find it. And what I would always recommend doing is going and doing a few searches on Google, on iTunes, etc., finding out what else is in your niche and industry, finding out what's coming up at the top of the searches, because SEO is important. You need to kind of, in a way, through either the title or the subheading or the graphics uh, and the little description in iTunes, describe who it's for, what it's going to cover, and make sure that it's going to be super searchable and that's going to drive more traffic. Because the more people who can find that, that's when your podcast really comes into play because you don't want to be doing all the work. You want people to be thinking, oh, I want to listen to a marketing podcast or a business podcast. So by categorizing it also in those right topics, That's going to help on the search as well. So there's a couple of things you do when you set it up that can make sure that it's going to be super successful and super accessible.
0: Great. These are all such great points. And I want to thank you, Achochi, for your question. If you have any other questions for Dawn about the power of podcasting, make sure you drop them in the comment section. Okay, next question for you, Dawn. And I feel like it is the question everybody wants to know. How does someone monetize podcasts? A podcast. How do you make money oh, off of a podcast?
1: Amazing, amazing question. I'm
0: going to on to you on that one.
1: Yeah, well, the thing is, is that if you think about the different opportunities, um, let's go to like traditional advertising. That's the most obvious one, right? So advertising is going to require that you get to a certain listenership per episode, right? So to give you some ideas and, and benchmarks, because for me, this is something that I was crying out for when I was starting. It. I was like, how many downloads do I need, you know, for it to be successful? How do I monetize it? How do I take it to the next level? So if you are looking for advertisers, you're going to need between like three to five thousand listeners per episode right and it's going to take you a bit of time to do that because let's be honest in the first couple of episodes you're going to be testing your market testing the content looking at ways that you're going to distribute it out and market it so that you've got as many people coming to it as possible you've got the opportunity for sponsorship right you know you might only need a, a thousand to two thousand listeners per episode for that but Rome is not built in a day that's not going to happen instantly First thing you've got to think about is reach, right? So you imagine that if you're reaching a global audience, first of all, that's amazing brand awareness, right? That is a critical success factor in its own right. So we know that it will increase purchase intent and it will increase conversion because how can it not? If you've got the right audience, you're talking about the right things, and people are listening, yeah, then it's gonna make a difference. It's gonna have that pull-through effect. So The other thing that's happened for me is um, opportunities that I could never have even planned or wished for, right? So things that I didn't even have in my plan. So people approaching me and going, Dawn, do you want to do this, this, and this? And uh, Marissa, you found me through my Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Engage was so excited to have you come on to our weekly show because you have this wonderful, wonderful online presence that is really hitting on all the points, you know, all the places that people want to shine, you're doing it and you're helping people to do that. And your podcast, which you just started in July of last year, has really transformed your business. So if there's someone who is a great example of the power of podcasting, it's you. So this is amazing.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, is, you know, people think, oh, you know, you've got to do like 1000s and 1000s of episodes, right? I'm on episode 37. Wow. My yeah. podcast hit number seventeen in the entrepreneurship charts when it launched. Who knew? <laughs> I was shocked. Um, and then, you know, I was thinking, you know, I would love to be in the like the you know it featuring in maybe the top fifty percent global ranking shows.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I
1: got to ten percent, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is just outstanding. There's like two million podcasts globally. And I am, little me is in the 10%. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. And the, the thing was that, um you know, I was testing all the time. You know, I, I had never done podcasts. I, I you know, I, I kind of had an idea what I was doing, but I was testing all the time. And then I would get traction and I was like, I'd see something work. And the main thing is, is that I wanted someone to tell me what to do. So I'm going to share with you what I wanted to know when I first started. And hopefully this will help you because... The things that make impact, the things that got me to the top 5% global ranking show, hopefully, I will make number one at some point. But it's all to do with several success factors. So you imagine you do your podcast, you know, you've got the right audience, right content. Okay. How do you get it to listeners? Well, the first thing that I realized is I had to have a really consistent, strong marketing strategy about when the podcast came out, not just allowing it to kind of float around the podcast um, players, you know, like Apple or Amazon and so on to be found I had to push that out so I had to utilize all my channels you don't need a massive following but you know even if you have an email list you can shoot it out to those people so having a strategy that as soon as it came out where it's going pushing it out to those channels but getting people to rate and review your podcast is a big so you can run a contest, you know, to get people engaged and they can take screenshots of the review and they can tag you and you can announce winners and giveaways. So you've got to think outside the box that these people are your free PR. They will love to help you. And that's people's normal disposition. You know, that's what we're, we are it's inherent in it. You know, if you can get people rating reviewing you can get people subscribing. That's going to be the key because if you imagine you drive someone to your podcast, they listen to this amazing episode and then the next episode comes out the week after and they haven't subscribed. How do you get them
0: back? Right, you're, so You're missing a chance to. Yeah. Convert so,
1: somebody to be a follower, yeah. yeah. so you've got to be really overt. And, and in your podcast, have that call to action and not just expect that people like kind of know, oh, okay, I've got to subscribe. You know, if you tell us to cue, we'll cue. You know, if you if you tell us to do something, it kind of triggers in our minds. So you have to make sure that you're super conscious of rating, reviewing, uh, getting people to subscribe. Because the amount of downloads will be indicative on your success and your ranking. So the great thing is, is you've got probably five things you need to be successful in, but you put them all together and it it can have quick success for you. So a podcast doesn't have to be slow burn. It doesn't have to be massive. My podcast episodes are like 15 to 20 minutes. They're quick, consumable, on-the-go content that are super focused into what my audience wants to hear. And Um, I'm driving people back to my website. So, you know, the thing is, if people are on your website, they start having a sneaky look around at other things. So if you've got products on there, you've got services, it's really hard not to sell, right? So you've got to think about it that... If you plan it out and maybe take a couple of weeks, first of all, getting the topics right, researching, that's the biggest job over. Because once you start getting content out there, then it's just a case of optimizing it, you know, tweaking it slightly and improving. So um, one of the stats that I saw on here is that, The podcast advertising industry I had a look at the uh, advertising bureau to see kind of how big is this industry it's about 500 million for the year so there's definitely a lot of uh, you know opportunities out there for advertising we know that podcasts are one of the the fastest growing mediums and if we've got like 1.96 million shows this is the interesting thing because that's not that many. If you think about how many websites there are in the world, right? If you're still getting traffic, yeah. Right. That. So this is a, a new medium that has lots of opportunities.
0: So you just shared with us, basically, if you guys were all listening, cliff notes on how to get a global ranking podcast. Because, Dawn, you just did this starting last July. And now you have over 5 billion subscribers. And in case people just tuned out and they missed it, I'm going to quickly kind of highlight the points that you shared, because these are huge takeaways that can help anybody really jumpstart into a podcast, which can help to grow their business and help to promote their brand. So first, Dawn, you said you want to use multiple channels once you decide what your podcast is going to be what the topic is you're going to use all the channels to be able to get the exposure and get it out there right that was number 1 let's see how good i was listening <laughs> number two was we want to opt, we want to shoot what well, we i was listening I was reviews rating right, reviews. that's right you want people to leave reviews and ratings yeah. See, you got me. Um, because that will help your podcast, obviously, to continue to grow up and go up in the charts and reach mm-hmm. more people. And it gives your podcast some validity. You know, if you've got people saying, hey, this is great. Because it's all in the if
1: someone else is interested in, oh, I'm going to check it out.
0: Right. Okay. And then also you want to make sure that you spend time researching your topic and really preparing to be able to continue your podcast. Because once you get the information out there, you want to be able to maintain your momentum, right? Mm -hmm. Boom. Okay. I've got a comment. I want to make sure I share with everybody from Dolly. She says, thank you, Engage, for producing this show. Your free forever digital tools, live chat, bots, and CRM are great. Lots of businesses I know are using these free tools in their stack. Thank you so much, Dolly. And it is thanks to Engage that we're able to share these great tips on podcasting with you today. Make sure you check out Engage after the show. And this is another great question from Ochochi, and I think this is a great question because obviously he's tuning in today. He's ready to get podcasting into his business model. So his question is, considering simplicity, quality, and market reach capabilities, what platform would you recommend, Dawn, for starters like himself, and why? Great question, Ochochi.
1: Perfect. These are all the things that I was crying out for. And, um, Super question because you need to know like where to host it and, and and how to connect it with all the podcast players because as soon as you record it, and you use something like audacity then you've got your voice file but you need to have a, a platform a podcast hosting platform and then what you do is you upload it into that platform and share it into all the podcast players like you know you can connect it to google uh, amazon uh, apple all those places now the two that i recommend uh, we use one called libsyn um libsyn is really popular um, and really cost effective um you know it's it's a matter of like ten dollars a month you know, so these things are, um, you know, huge opportunities, but really, really sort of low investment needed. And what happens is, is you can use another tool called Spreaker. Um, uh, Spreaker is like speaker, but with an R. So S P R. E-A-K-E-R. Those two platforms um, are kind of like the market leaders. They're really user-friendly. You know, you don't have to be, uh, you know, a a techie or know anything about podcasting to use them. And the thing is, is when you upload um, your audio file, they have amazing tools in there that will um, make sure that they zhuzh the recording, you know, and take out and optimize it for you. So you don't even have to be super techie. And the thing is, is if you're starting out, Um, I would try and record your podcast end to end and then you can upload them and you can put things like intros um, and outros, in. you know, and and that's it. You don't have to be spending hours editing it because that's often the procrastination. Right. You know, people think, oh, my goodness, I've got the audio file, but how do I edit it? Where do I put it? How do I get it onto iTunes? You know, so if you're using something like Spreaker or Libsyn, Libsyn is L-I-B. B for Bertie, S-Y-N. These are the two tools, super simple. And you could be like podcast ready in a matter of days. And that for me is the most exciting thing ever.
0: achochi I hope that answered your question. And I hope you are ready to power up your business with podcasting. This is awesome, Dawn. We just had a question pop in, and I think you just answered it. So amazing timing, but I'll pop it up just so everybody can see. Shristi, hi, Dawn and Marissa. Great conversation here. Very insightful. I have a question. What tools do you use to market your podcast? So I think you just touched on that. Am I right, Dawn? Well, yeah,
1: we use we have the the podcast platform whereby we shoot it out to all the podcast players, right? So you have to be on all of them because some people will, you know, have a preference to Amazon. And um, one thing that you've got is that if you um, have like voice search, like Alexa and things, um, you can actually search for a podcast to play. You know, so you imagine how accessible your podcast could be if you're on Amazon. Um, If you're on Google, then someone can just type into Google search and they can find it there. So the most important thing is getting your podcast on. in the right players, first of all, to be seen and to be found. The second thing is, is getting the podcast out and not just relying on a one hit wonder social media post. You might have to post it out first of all, as a graphic, get people engaged. We use uh, audiograms, so they're like little snippets um, of just seconds worth of the interview, like a teaser, an enticer, so Mm -hmm. that oh, this is exciting. And then we'll put the link in for them to go and use it. People love that, and it's great for Instagram as well because it's super short.
0: And I've noticed you use those different techniques on your LinkedIn and your social media, Mm -hmm. and just like marketing in any other capacity, they always say you need to touch somebody perhaps seven times before that lead translates into a sale. So think about that when you're promoting your podcast, like Dawn just said, you want to make sure to be hitting all of your channels, you want to be multi channel marketing specific. And you also want to make sure that you're not just posting once hoping some that everybody sees it, you want to make sure to Find different ways to Mm. post and, again, perhaps post several times so that you're more likely to get somebody to tune in. Great, Because people
1: need to know what they want the podcast to do before they start it, like anything, yeah? You know, you need um, a a goal, you know.
0: I don't buy that under eye cream until I know it's going to smooth my puffy under eyes. You need to know what it's going to do before you're going to commit to buy it, commit to watch it. I need to know it's a scary movie and I'm going to get thrilled before I click on Netflix that I want to watch that movie. Great and point.
1: And the thing is, is, when you're doing your own podcast, you need to know about what you want from your audience. So it's a two-way thing. So if you're putting call to actions in, like, join my group, subscribe to my list, do these things, you have to tell people, and you have to know what you want to achieve, because just having a podcast with no call to action, there's no direction, there's no next stage. So be super clear on what you want. So if you want to have, a build a list, for instance, of people, maybe having a download that goes with each episode that people have to sign up for or uh, sign up to get the next episode on your email list. So think of ways that you like. So this is why the research is important. And then bring all of those together and make them your own.
0: Well, speaking of research and knowing what you want for your podcast, what do you think right now you're seeing as a trend for the future of podcasting?
1: Okay, so I said to you before, there's like 1. 1.6, 1.96 million podcasts uh, mm-hmm. and that shows, but what's really interesting is that's about 47 million episodes, okay? That sounds quite crazy, but let me share something with you because this is the bit that you will love. Out of those 1.96 million on Apple today, right? Only 700,000 of those are active so that means just like websites that there's a small percentage right so you know your opportunity just got 10 times bigger because the competition got smaller right so you've seen the active amount of podcasts drop since last year I think probably a lot of people who were doing it maybe are furloughed and various other things don't know but that has opened up a huge floodgate because I think a lot of people tried them and what you find is that people fall off because they don't get um, what they're trying to do they don't have a purpose for the podcast um, and you know you have to keep that frequency so what we're seeing is is that um, podcasts in terms of downloads have rocketed because guess what the only thing we've been able to do is go out walking <laughs> <laughs> So we became the most exercise nation ever. Um, uh, and every person wanted that one hour exercise. Well, what else was there to do? You know, listen to music, listen to podcasts. So people started signing up. And I think what we will see for the future is that there is a saturation of video. We love live video. So doing things like this, right? This is different because live gets three times more engagement. It's moving. It's happening. It's happening that time. People can then watch replays and things like that. It's a game changer. And then you have the ability to have podcasts where people are listening in their own time. And you have got the luxury of people like Amazon and Apple who are marketing your podcast for free um, just by having it on there, right? And they've got a ready-made audience of people that you can just get yourself right in front of day one. Now, what I'm I'm seeing is that we're seeing the um, huge amount of voice search increase yeah we've seen that on google and we're seeing it with all of these things like alexas and uh, these amazing voice tools so if we you know get used to you know turning on the radio or music when we're working what we're seeing more and more people are listening to podcasts while they're working and people are using voice search on their Alexa, you know, and they're just saying, you know, um, put on a, a marketing podcast for me. I'm not going to say mine now because it will start playing in the background, but <laughs> right. you can try this on your Alexa or your dot or whatever you've got uh, or your Google um, uh, um, uh, voice searchy thing. Um, and what I find is that people will search again using things like Siri, Um, And obviously having things on Google podcasts, um, you can search in Google on voice search. So being able to be seen and found is one thing. But I think voice search, we're going to just see more and more of anything that makes things super simple. Right. You know that we don't have to even move to do. And then if someone subscribes to your podcast, then it's going to tell you that a new episode has come out and um, your audience then are going to be attracted back in. So I think we're going to see a massive growth um, in podcasts. And I think, again, we'll probably see a lot of people who've started during the pandemic thinking it was a great Mm -hmm. time to fall off the wagon. But, you know, if you're super consistent and you're dedicated to doing it, my advice is just stay with it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm only 37 episodes in and you can have a mix of you. You could have a mix of interviewing people, but, Honestly, the power of podcasting, I can't even share with you probably as as many opportunities that have come from it, but just the collaborations and the community that has formed, never mind the conversion on top of it, it's going to be one of the, the most powerful ways, I think, of growing and scaling a brand and a business for years to come.
0: I wanted to ask you, like, it was in my head today, Dawn, to just make sure I asked you how you did this right and you have shared so many amazing tips for not only how you've grown your podcast but how you got started um, the tools that you used. so this has been just an incredibly insightful conversation and I know that everybody watching right now on Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube is just taking notes and making sure they save this live stream to then go back and watch again so thank you so much I have another question I want to ask. Achochi is ready to get his podcast up. So I'm mm-hmm. going to make sure we answer all of his questions. I think this is incredible. Great way to ask the expert all of your questions. Achochi wants to know what do you think of Anchor? Due to budget, he wants to start with a platform that offers free services for now. Is there a free platform that you would advise? I believe
1: that um, both Spreaker and Libsyn have freemium versions. Um, I've never used Anchor. It's not one that I know of. Personally, one of the things I look at when I look at tools is functionality and usability. And then the key things you're going to have to research is that, can you get your podcast into all of the podcast players that the key places that people have an audience that hang out and who are going to be listening to your podcast? Cause you need to be able to get that connection to get the podcast out to the right people. Mm-hmm. And that would be my only question. So um, I would go and have a look at Libsyn, Spreaker and Anchor and look at the opportunities and make a value judgment at that point. Um yeah, I've not used Anchor, so I wouldn't like to say yay or nay. I think with things like um, starting a podcast, although I don't think you need to put massive investment in there, I do believe that the podcast host is the most important thing um, after your microphone um, because if, if that's not right and it's not easy to connect, easy to edit, your, your podcast is going to falter and it's going to cause you problems. You want to start in the strongest position where you've got accessibility to all these platforms that everything is going to be automated and simplistic. So if you're comfortable with Anchor and it does those things, do it. Um, and if not, I am confident that Spreaker and Libsyn does those.
0: Wonderful. Thank you again, Ochochi, for all of your questions today. Before we pop that question up, Dawn, you were talking about basically how you see the trend of podcast, you know, pushing podcasts to just become more popular. And my next question to you really was going to be how the pandemic has, you know, impacted the surge of podcast downloads. Mm -hmm. Well, Steve Seberg just dropped a comment in that just ties right into what we're talking about. He says, you know, great tips, Dawn. I think the popularity of Clubhouse right now Mm -hmm. confirms the use of podcasting and the incredible trend of podcast growth. What do you think about platforms like Clubhouse? Have you spoken at all on Clubhouse and taking your podcast to Clubhouse?
1: Yeah, I love um, Clubhouse. I think the, the 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 change here is is like so many people are not maybe comfortable with going live, right? And during the pandemic, people you know, working from home, they're in all sorts of different environments. Guess what? Clubhouse came along and podcasting, you don't need to be dressed. <laughs> you don't need to put the camera on. You just use the power of voice. <laughs> you know what? You could be sitting there in your pajamas. It doesn't matter. People... Um, want to have conversation, right? So we know that. we People want community and voice does that. You don't have to see somebody to connect. And I think the power of Clubhouse and why it's been so popular is that it's a dip in, it's a dip out. You can join a conversation, you can join your room, you can put your You can your leave in.
0: quietly. I love that button. Just leave quietly. leave quietly and no one knows that maybe you weren't interested in the conversation or it's two in the morning and you need to go to bed, right? Not so everybody wants
1: to show up on video all the time. And I think the thing is, is there is so much video. So we are craving a medium that is maybe not as intrusive in the fact that we can switch on, we can partake and we can we can show up in a way that's comfortable to us. Right. So not mm-hmm. everybody has to be doing the same things. And we've seen people who have never done live videos go on to Clubhouse and absolutely smash it. So the thing is, you could do your podcast this way. You know, you don't have to be on camera. You don't have to do these things. You could just be sitting there in the comfort of your kitchen with your microphone, sharing all of your wisdom.
0: And you can be literally touching people globally. And they can be doing the same thing. They could be in the bathtub, just listening to your podcast, driving in the car, out for a walk, like you said. And most importantly, Dawn, you touched on, just make sure when you get your podcast up and running that you ask for ratings, ask mm. for people to comment, ask for people to share, give people a call to action so yeah. that your podcast- yeah,
1: and join you on social media or Clubhouse we love this whole multimedia. And the thing is, is people won't just connect with you on the podcast, they'll they'll visit your website, they'll go to your YouTube channel, wherever you wanna take them on that journey, give them the opportunity to, to come and collaborate more. There'll be people who want to come and join like Facebook groups. That's one of the main cultivations online. And they come and join the group because they get to meet all of the podcast interviewers, talk to them in more detail. And it becomes uh, an area that it's not content created by us. It's content created by the community and it's their space.
0: One last comment I want to share before we wrap up. This is from Lovely. And she says, hi, Dawn and Marissa. Thank you for sharing some really great insights. Great comments to end our show together. And Dawn, I want to thank you so much today for sharing your insights and sharing your time and valuable advice with us. And I'm going to take a page out of your book and make sure that we have a call to action today and let viewers know where they can connect with you after the show. I'm thinking LinkedIn, Dawn. Does that work for our viewers to connect with you? Yeah, search
1: me. The good news is, is there is only one Dawn McGrewer on LinkedIn. So if you find me, you know you're in the right place.
0: Perfect. So you can find Dawn, and she is welcome for you to connect with her on LinkedIn. Let's talk about where viewers can listen to Dawn of a New Era, a top 5% right now globally ranking podcast. Where can they find that?
1: So if they go to Google, type in Dawn of a New Era, or you can go to com, and all the podcast episodes and interviews are there. And we've also transcribed them all. So you can have a quick scoop through and have a listen or watch any of the interviews we've done with some of the most amazing and inspiring world leaders and entrepreneurs.
0: Wonderful. Well, Dawn, I want to thank you so much again for taking the time with us. We're going to say goodbye for now to Dawn, but I want you to stick with me because we are going to be sharing our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. Dawn, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. See you soon, and we'll check out your podcast. Thank you. All right, everybody, it is now time for our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. You always want to stay tuned for our live shows because at the end of every show, we're going to share with you the newest news in digital marketing. And today it has to do with a new feature that is coming available and is available to some on LinkedIn. So check this out. According to a recent U.S. survey, almost 80 percent of hiring managers believe seeing a pre recorded video of a job seeker would be useful. LinkedIn this week announced Video Cover Story. It is a new tool that lets you replace your profile photo with a 20 second video. How cool is that? Once you add your cover story, an orange ring will appear around your profile photo. A preview of your video will autoplay silently within your photo frame and captioning capabilities are coming soon. Not all members right now on LinkedIn have the ability to use this feature, but you all should have this ability soon. So what do we think about that? Drop a comment in the comment section. Is this a feature that you would use on LinkedIn? And and what do you think about it? We'd love to hear your thoughts. That is our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. Now, if you're just tuning in or you missed the show and you think your colleagues, colleagues excuse me, would benefit from the power of podcasting today with Don McGrewer, make sure that you visit our LinkedIn and our Facebook pages because this show will be available on both LinkedIn and Facebook in video and podcast format. And I wanna ask you, if you are interested at all in 25 plus free marketing, sales, and support tools for your business, make sure you check out engage.com. We have free forever tools that have no locks, no upgrade fees, and it is a great way to supercharge your business for 2021. So check out engage.com. And if you have any questions at all, if you have topic suggestions for our guests, for future shows, and you want to ask the experts, go ahead and drop me an email. It's marissa.m at engage.com. On behalf of myself and the team at Engage, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts. Tune in next Tuesday. That is going to be April 13th at 2 p.m. Our topic will be why optimizing customer experience is a must for growth in 2021, and we'll share tips for how to make it happen. Again, on on behalf of myself and Engage, thank you for watching the show. Last few comments from our viewers. Dawn says, it was an absolute pleasure to share my tips and insights on today's episode. Thanks. And again, thank you so much, Dawn. Make sure you check out Dawn's podcast, Dawn of a New Era also phil chimed in love the new linkedin feature it's an ideal way for discreetly promoting services phil that's a really great point thank you so much for your comment and lovely chimed in that's a terrific feature thanks for sharing hey you guys it's our engage digital marketing news of the week make sure you tune in next tuesday for another news bite again on behalf of myself and on behalf of Engage. Thank you so much for watching the show, and we will see you next time.